and gentlemen good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are in the world and whenever you yes you are tuning into this video my name is james porcelli and i'm brian thomas and welcome to another very special edition a weekend edition of the ruthless talk podcast it is the weekend happy saturday to everybody if you guys haven't checked out our last episode we covered uh tony khan and hindering gender there's you go you never yeah, hinder man. gender right don't so do that all, don't do that don't ever hinder gender yes <laughs> to everybody watching this never hinder gender and we're just going to leave it at that but we talked all about that situation with tony khan as well as monday night raw from this past monday so if you guys haven't go check that out make sure you click out of this video and go back and watch our video from this past week. So today is still another jam-packed show for you guys today. Once again, this is uh, all about WWE. Once again, we are another step closer uh, to WrestleMania, as well as the Royal Rumble coming up. And make sure you guys stay tuned. We have another big roundtable event coming up. That is going to be January 20th of when we start that official recording, and as well as when most likely that episode will be dropping out, of course, on YouTube, as well you can listen to it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll talk all about the Royal Rumble. We got a, a bunch of special guests joining that show, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that when the time comes, but that's January 20th. That's a couple weeks from now, but today is all about a few things. One of them is about Friday night SmackDown, which we'll get into later on in the show. But the first thing, Brian, I have to mention, and this kind of pretty much broke the wrestling world when it came out just a little bit over 24 hours ago. And that is Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, who is not officially being a part of Elimination Chamber. He is not advertised for Elimination Chamber. He will not be at Elimination Chamber. Now, there was a lot of stuff going on in the wrestling world, especially Dave Meltzer, who reported this um, in regards to that. And fans were like, whoa, wait a second. Wasn't he advertised for this pay-per-view? Because he was to an extent. Roman Reigns was advertised to be on this show. However, I've uh, after doing a little bit of research, uh, all of those advertisements, I don't know if we've spoken about this yet, Brian, none of those advertisements was WWE affiliated. So Roman Reigns was never even just thought about or is never even going to be a part of this pay-per-view right. to begin with. Now, we know just a couple moments ago that CM Punk, Phil Brooks will be a part of the show. And we'll get into that a little bit before we do get into SmackDown. But yeah, man. So and now we can just finally put this to rest because Brian, we've we've driven this into yeah. a cement wall, and I really don't really want to do this again. But I honestly feel like <clears throat> I have to, man. Like it, it's clear as day now that it's we're getting Roman Reigns and we're getting The Rock at WrestleMania, the stage where this match needs to be on, right? Mm -hmm. Not elimination yeah. chamber pay per view because. And here's the thing, right? And and I understand, and I spoke, and you as well as you, Brian. We we went into full depth about it, about why this needs to happen, why of like mm -hmm. a WrestleMania dream match that everybody for years we've been waiting for this matchup. We knew at some point we wanted this matchup to happen, and here it is. And all of a sudden, just because of a a, a finish the story concept or this dilemma of finishing the story, all of a sudden this Rock and Roman up. Yeah, just put it in elimination chamber, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Guys, and listen, if you are a big Cody Rhodes fan, right? I hear you. If you don't like part-timers, I hear you. <laughs> but guys, having The Rock and Roman Reigns is just good 
business, yeah. right? It's good business. And here was another thing I saw too, Brian. Is it's like, <clears throat> oh well, the the I forgot what the arena is called, by the way, in Australia. So forgive me for people who are watching this, but oh well, the the capacity is going to be larger than the arena in Philadelphia for WrestleMania, guys. Here's the, but here's also the thing, though, guys. WWE is only holding a fifty-five thousand fan capacity for that event. Whereas WrestleMania for Australia, for for Elimination Chamber, it is only going to be 55,000 in capacity for Australia for Elimination Chamber. While WrestleMania, because it's two nights, you can hold that event for 60,000 plus people. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I mean, man. Because of that, and all of that's honestly just, it's, it's all, you know, written on the wall it all speaks volumes at this point yeah that roman reigns was never ever being planned or was never even in the works to be involved in elimination chamber because wwe knows that roman and rock at wrestlemania is just good business right and brian i'll send this off to you as i finish this man right i know there's a lot of people that want to make assumptions of why roman and rock shouldn't be at wrestlemania why it's boring or why it's not a good idea why you know i I don't want to see a 50 year old part-timer wrestle roman reigns at wrestlemania and i hear you if that's how you guys personally feel but guys there's a few the first the first excuse that i hear brian is the fact that oh the match is gonna be boring Right, oh, it's a boring match. We know the outcome. I'll have a lot to say that. Yeah, guys, like Brian. Listen, Brian. It's like okay, it's not going to be the match is going to be boring, guys. I'm sorry. Let fans are just what they're they're not going to get their flips and dives. You're not going to get your suicide. (laughs) You're not going to get the 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 450 huracarana splash off the top rope, guys. Like like what like what the fuck, man? Honestly, Brian, I'm telling you this right now. They can go out there because of how polarizing The Rock is. That dude can go out there and just do a couple clotheslines, do a freaking spine buster, do his people's elbow, do the freaking rock bottom. And and he will still have fans along with the story that's being told is Mm -hmm. going to captivate millions. No pun intended, by the way. (laughs) But but, but that's it. So people want to say, oh, it's a boring match. We know what's going to happen. Guys, the story's going to carry it anyway. It's like any other movie that you watch because it's that gravitating off your screen. You have to still see it regardless if you see the outcome or not. So that's just a bullshit excuse that I hear. And people say like, oh, like, you know, well, well, I don't want to see a part-timer take up a spot like Cody Rhodes. Guys, Cody Rhodes had a full year they had a full year to give Cody Rhodes a, a legit reason why, why he lost mm-hmm. the matchup at WrestleMania last year. And they did nothing. <laughs> they did nothing. You know what they did, Brian? They had him face Brock Lesnar for no fucking reason. There was no reason for him to attack. There was no reason to have a feud because we never got an explanation. So we wasted three to four months of that. After that, he just nonsensically faced the Judgment Day guys for sixty plus matches because it's because of struggle and because of adversity. Right. So guys, all of these excuses or all of these reasons of why Roman and Rock shouldn't be a thing at WrestleMania, you're bullshitting me, and you're also just bullshitting yourself because at the end of the day, it's better business as well. At it is just the bigger and more intriguing matchup 
than Roman versus Cody. Now, here's what I will say, and I'll end it with this too, because I want to be fair, right? The only, here's, here's where I can honestly book this. And Brian, I, I'd love to get your thoughts about this as well. Night one, Roman versus Rock night one. For the title or not, I don't even give a shit, right? It doesn't even matter, mm. right? We know, obviously, Roman has to go over, right? That obviously is the right decision. And then all of a sudden, fans are like, oh, snap. Like, you know, even The Rock couldn't beat him. Like, you know, how is that, you know, how, like, how is Roman, how is Roman, how is anybody going to stop Roman, right? And then at night two, you have Cody versus Roman for the title night two, and Cody wins the freaking match and he gets he gets to finish his story people get to see the rock and roman dream match everybody fucking wins now here's the blunder to it here's the one blunder to it cm punk and rollins because we've also talked about them of the fact that they should be or well deserve to also have that main event caliber spot as well so somebody has to get the boot here brian it's either going to be punk and rollins or it's going to be or it's going to be Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns because it's not going to be the rock. You people can bench it, bitch and moan all about it. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But one of those other two matchups, Punk and Rollins or Cody and Roman is going to get the boot. And that's where we're at right now in regard to that. But if but to be fair, right? I am more than fine at this point, Brian, if you want to give Cody and Roman night 2 and Roman versus Rock night 1, I'm honestly all for that, but we'll, we shall soon find out of how WWE develops this. But Brian, I know we've been, we're at 10 minutes already into the show, but I'll let you have the floor, man. Your thoughts about Roman Reigns, this announcement, and just everything else as a whole over the last several days. Uh, yeah, as far as the announcement goes, I mean, really, I think that's the right call, like him not being there. Um, you know, he's got the match coming up at the Rumble, and, you know, he's facing three of the other top stars um so you know to to do what to go into elimination chamber and i mean what would you have him do there you could put him in the elimination chamber that doesn't make sense or have him go one-on-one with one of the people that he just faced at the rumble that i mean yeah it just makes more sense to have him have him miss that pay-per-view you know he's yeah the, the the main event at wrestlemania is is rock roman so from the rumble, you know, until mania, um, he's not going to wrestle. Uh, you know, he'll be there in like, you know, vignettes and spots and backstage and, you know, coming out to start the show and whatnot, but he's, they're going to be telling the story of the rock and Roman. However, however they start to proceed that, you know, who knows that's yet to be determined, but yeah, man, I mean, Look, not only that, when we talk about real, true dream matches, right, from people from different eras, you know, facing each other, this is legitimately the first time in history. And you can say The Rock, yeah, he's a 50-year-old man. That is not a normal 50-year-old man, dude. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, that, I mean, that guy, yeah, I'm sure he has ring rust and... But then also, I'm sure he, I mean, the way he trains, I mean, this stuff is to some degree in all their blood, man. It just is. So, you know, to think, I mean, sure, and anything can happen, anything could go wrong, but you go back to any dream match in history, right? The, the Rock and Hogan, you know, Hogan was well past his prime. I mean, that, 
you know, yeah, for nostalgia's sake, it was that was a great, it was a great moment. But the, the match itself, I mean, you know, again, Hogan's, I don't know what he was at that time, 60 with a broken down back and knees. And you have, we have never seen two athletes, two champions, you know, WWE of this caliber, of, of two different eras, you know, still you know, at the top of their game in different ways and, and the, the story and the matches they can put on, there's no two other people that can do it. There just is not, man. I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Um, so, yeah, that, you know, as far as how they book it, um, I mean, I, I guess ultimately I wouldn't mind, you know, it, it being like, you know, um, Rock Night 1, Cody Night 2, but I, I don't think they're doing that, man. Um, I, I think night, whatever night it is, I don't know. The the Rock and Roman, um, that's that's the main event of one of the nights. And Punk and Rollins is the main event of the other night. Or, or maybe mm-hmm. you could do, I mean, I know they've done in the past, which is kind of bullshit, but have like the co-main event, you know, of one night and have, you know, the Rollins and Punk match and then Cody and mm-hmm. Orton or whoever it may be. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think the main event, the main event of, of both nights, like the biggest match of both nights is Roman rock period. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see how they get there. Um, I, I really think now that the rock is, is back and, you know, we can all see this coming now. I, ex- I do expect, you know, um, Rikishi, um, Jacob Fatu, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, who knows? Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, man, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that kind of crossed my mind as well, you know, just, again, just <laughs> listening to people. Uh, and, Brian, you said it very well last episode. Like, people are going to make me make me start fucking drinking or something like the way <laughs> this, the yeah, comments man. that I see. Like, people say, like, oh, you know, uh, like you mentioned earlier, like ring rust or whatever. Oh, the rock has ring rust. He's got a, you know, he was breathing heavy after delivering a couple moves to gender. Well, guys, like if he has the ring rust, if people are so concerned about the rock and his ring rust and his cardio, like, what do you think this guy is going to be like, you think this guy is going to be preparing for the main event of WrestleMania and just, (laughs) fuck it. I got like the motherfucker is going to be training, dude. And (laughs) right. And why? And, 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 and even, and, as well as like, why would you want to rush this match right. a month later anyway? Yeah. Right? Why earlier, wouldn't it be yeah, smart right. to prepare himself more, give him more of a longer depth to prepare himself for that match? Right. Why? Why? Yeah. So, so on. So you're going to take it off of WrestleMania for one. And then two, you're going to rush it to chamber and people won't even fucking watch it, Brian. Cause I mentioned it last episode. It's going to be played at five to six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not good business, guys. No. If you don't want to personally see it, uh, that's fine, man. That's your personal perspective, but it's not good business. Let me, right? let me As, ask you this. Like, go ahead, Brian. What, what is your, you know, kind of like your generation or maybe the generation even, you know, coming up under you? Like, I, I, I don't know. What are, what are the, your, or their kind of overall thoughts on the rock, like within the wrestling I, business? Cause I, I, I mean, we're, we're 20 years removed now from yeah. 25 years, you know, from the height of, of the rock. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a generation that that's grown up, not, 
really knowing who he was other than you know yeah. from the movies so and, and i get that but and, and that's really kind of just the thing about wrestling fans today there's just no more respect for the the wrestlers of yesterday anymore there's just not and i understand to an extent like you know they don't want to see a part-timer take a potential spot like cody in, yeah. in you know involving of you know affecting the story like he needs to finish the story but again guys like it's this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. If you're telling me that The Rock, even at his age, is going to put on a poor performance, guys. All he needs to do, guys, he doesn't need to flip. He doesn't need to dive. It's and that's the thing about wrestling. Uh, and and I'm going to get into uh, a similar subject in regards to SmackDown that kind of ties into all of this later on. But guys, he doesn't need to do a suicide dive. He doesn't need to do a flip. He doesn't need to do a dive. All he's got to do is throw a couple punches, maybe a couple boots, maybe stomp a mud hole in some people, right? And he's going to captivate millions watching all across the world. Yep. Why? Because the story on top of it is so simplistic and it's that captivating for people to watch, right? Head of the table. You have one guy on one side that believes he's the head of the table for four plus years. He needs, he feels like he needs to carry the family legacy and be the head of the table. On the other side, you got the actual head of the table, which is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Guys, it's sitting in your lap. Right. If you're telling me they can't make that work, then again, you're bullshitting me and yourself. Like it's like, and I, listen, I'm just. There's just no respect, Brian, for guys like The Rock anymore. There's no respect for guys that's interesting. like that's the really, Ultimate that, that's Warrior anymore. Yeah. Because all they care about is the carbon copy of wrestlers today that are five foot whatever. They weigh 160 to 70 pounds <laughs> soaking wet. And all they can do, Brian, is, is ooh and ah the crowd with just their moves. And that's right. it. There's no money. There's no more characters like The Rock anymore, where he doesn't have to do a bunch of bullshit, like MJF would say. I don't have to do a bunch of bullshit to to entertain you. All I gotta right. do is just be me, right? And yeah. that's what The Rock and people like Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior's been getting a weird bad rap as of late. It's fucking ridiculous. Like that's honestly, Brian, just what it is, man. It's just the new style of wrestling, as well as I just the new generation of fans, man. It's just attention spans and moves like we i have to see a flip and a dive every single 50 seconds mm. and, and that's and that, that's, that's interesting what it is, that 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 uh you know i don't know i guess there's a there's a um i don't know what a, a, a love loss i guess or, or what i don't know what the right word is but a, a, a generation that's not connected to the rock like that like because i mean because you know you still revere you know, Stone Cold and The Undertaker, maybe Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart. Well, the fucking Rock, it's just, it's weird that he wouldn't, you know, receive kind of like, I mean, I don't know if it's the Hollywood thing now that he's there or whatever, but bro, I mean, this guy, he's on the Mount Rushmore of, of wrestling, of wrestlers, period. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, arguably, you could say, I mean, because I would definitely put Stone Cold above him. And if you're just taking one, whatever. But you get my point. I mean, this uh -huh. guy is, you know, not only in the Hall of Fame, he's in the, the Hall of Fame of the Hall of Fame. Oh, dude, absolutely. I mean, again, like you said, if you were to build a Mount Rushmore of the greatest wrestlers of all time, him, himself, The Rock, and Stone Cold, those are probably the main two guys that you would have 
on that freaking Mount Rushmore list. Dare I, I mean, say about 90 to 95% of wrestling fans. So yeah, man, it's just, it's so frustrating. It's just like, I don't under, it's like the thing is too, Brian, it's just people are taking their personal feelings, their emotions, and they don't understand yeah. the business side of it. Like me and you do, they don't understand it. And they don't understand of the fact that just because somebody, guys, is 50 plus years old, do you really think, guys, that this company is going to put The Rock and Roman in a un in just a unfamiliar territory to do shit that they don't normally accustom to do? Right. Like, guys, all they all they're gonna do, yes, is the match gonna be a five-star banger classic with all your favorite movesets? Probably not. And honestly, they don't need to. Right, they don't need to in regards to putting on a tremendous freaking match for everybody to be captivated by. All The Rock has to do, right, and he's going to make Roman Reigns look like a million bucks in uh -huh. that matchup. I promise mm -hmm. you on that. All he's, you know, all he's got to do: deliver some punches, deliver some boots to the face, stomp a mud hole in some people, right? You know, frick, and, and he's going to have the crowd in the palm of his hands, man. It's just good business, bro. And it's a WrestleMania dream match that is a once in a lifetime. I don't like to I don't like to say that a whole lot, Brian, nowadays. Yeah, no, every day, every is. every match nowadays is just yep. a dream match. Ricochet and Mustafa Ali, right? Freaking oh, what a dream match. Buddy Murphy and freaking uh, uh freaking uh, whoever else is in AEW. A, a freaking uh, um, a Kalisto, I don't know, a Kalisto. Kalisto. Yeah, a freaking yeah, yeah. uh a commander. Like yeah. stop, man. It's just it's so enough. And I'm gonna tie more into this as we get into SmackDown later. But guys, like, listen, I get it if you personally don't like it, if you don't like this decision. I get it. I, I trust me, Brian. I hear where people are coming from, but you guys have to understand two things. Number one, this is good business to have this match, at least in night one. Have it at night one. And if you want to have Cody Rhodes at night two, I'm fine with it. If you want to finish this story, then fine. As well as, guys, it's just a big, captivating, intriguing matchup because the story and everything speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. right? It, it, that's And that's what it let is, me, man. Let me close with this, or if you don't mind. Like, yeah, go ahead. So, you know, you talk about, like, five-star banger matches and everybody wants to see that. And yeah, like, I mean, I, I'm definitely – what I just come from a different era – this this story think about this in totality the last four years all of this leading up to culminating to finally the rock is coming back and this is how it's kind of this is how it's going to end as far as five star anything banger matches whatever i'll i'll say it right now if this is the the way it goes where this is the the main event at wrestlemania this story, the whole thing, the last four years, and and ending with with the Rock and Roman, is going to be in the top three stories, if not the best story, in the arguably in the history of fucking wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this long, this good, with this many stars at the top of their game. You know, legends coming back the real life family that that <laughs> that is their family like again yeah, that's why right. it makes it so good because it is real to some degree like absolutely yes roman and the rock are gonna hug and love each other afterwards and it's all love and yeah as it should be but this i'm telling you man like you, people are gonna look back on this story 20 50 years from now as just this 
this whole story arc was one of the best ever in wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. I can't, I can't argue with any of that, man. So, and we'll, we'll see how, how this progresses. I don't know if this just leads to more questions and more debate, or maybe this finally sells it. And maybe fans are like, all right, whatever, this match is going to be at mania. Let's shut up. So who, who freaking knows, man. Uh, but again, but what we do know as well, punk CM punk is, is going to be, at, at Elimination Chamber. That was just announced not too long ago. So that's also a leads to a lot of questions with Punk and Rollins. You know, maybe mm-hmm. because of the fact that Punk is going to be at Elimination Chamber, is that a sign that maybe he may not win the Royal Rumble? And maybe because of the Royal, because it's not going to be the Royal Rumble or he's not going to win the Royal Rumble, excuse me, that it's not going to main event WrestleMania. So maybe that answers some questions. Maybe it doesn't. Who freaking knows? I mean, could he be placed in the elimination chamber where he gets a shot at Seth Rollins's world title? Is it just a one-on-one matchup? So who freaking knows? But I'm sure we'll yeah. find out. Go ahead, Brian. What, what is the um, you know, the winner of the elimination chamber? I forget now. Like, what what is is it the just you now you earn a title shot for whoever you want? You become yeah, the number well, one I, contender? Well, usually, well, back in the day, I know it's, just, it's changed. You it's know, changed, yeah. We're yeah. like they'll just have the champion be in the match, but nowadays, right, right, well, right. especially with Roman as champion, they'll just have like, okay, whoever wins this chamber goes on to WrestleMania to face the champion. So I'm not sure. It's it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be interesting. I mean, you would think that with Rollins, Seth Rollins is probably going to be walking into mania as champion. I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, we can all mm-hmm. agree to that. So with Rollins being the fighting champion, I don't know if they want him to actually compete in that matchup. Um, right. So who freaking knows? And they'll have like, maybe, I don't know, dare I say another chamber match or who knows, maybe they're just going to have one chamber match, one for the males and one for the females. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it, it has changed to a to a degree. Part of it's because of Roman and because he's a part timer. <laughs> yeah, and right. That's right. also a thing too, Brian. That the only thing that could maybe affect this whole Roman Rock story is how many events are there going to be to tell this story. And I think that that's maybe the only thing that I can think of to be like, okay, if you're going to have this match at at, at WrestleMania in the main event. You know, how many dates are there going to be at these events to tell that story? Yeah. So that's also another question as well. But we, we shall soon find out, man. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll know more uh, for this coming Monday night on Raw, of course, with this announcement with Punk, um, as well as, you know, Roman Reigns. It's been official through Dave Meltzer. I know we don't usually <laughs> when it comes to Dave Meltzer in this platform, it's like we we take it. We take everything with a grain of salt, but do, doing further research, guys, because he stated like, hey, it's false advert. You know, WWE never advertised uh, these uh, portraits on social media with Roman Reigns because, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. true, he's never been advertised through WWE. Right. So Roman Reigns is not going to be scheduled at Elimination Chamber. So that opens up a lot of avenues and maybe answers some questions, but also leads into more questions. So, but again, man, like I always say, um, this is all good problems to have. WWE is in a really good spot right now in regards to just a lot of talent, you know, who gets the main event, who doesn't. Right. And that's, and that's pretty much what it is, man. So we shall see, man, but uh, listen, Brian, I'm done talking about this whole Roman. and Cody <laughs> yeah, thing. I yeah. think people understand where we're coming from by now. And of course, if we hear more in regards to, you know, Roman and the rock, and if anything else breaks out, of course, we'll cover it. But guys, like we're done, man. You know, you guys know where we're coming from, not just from as fans, man, but just understanding the business side of it. It's good business. 
And mm-hmm. it, it's just, it's a main event match that has to happen at WrestleMania and no other freaking stage. And that's just it. So, but we'll dive more into that later on as we get closer into Chamber as well as into WrestleMania uh, just in a couple months. So, we have SmackDown to cover. But before we do, man, <coughs> we want to talk to you guys. A little bit about sports betting. We got the NFL playoffs that just started today. Sports betting as well. Um, just overall sports betting has been rapidly increasing in popularity. And we want to connect with you all for opportunities to get started to sign up for your first sports booking account. Uh, having multiple sports booking accounts is the most simple way to maximize your profits. And there's never been a better time to sign up for one. When you visit our link, and that's going to be in the bio, which is signupexpert.com slash ruthless, you will be connected to all of the sports booking accounts in your region, along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. And all of these sports books have valuable signup offers for new users. And when you register through our link, you will automatically receive the top offer for each one. When you re- when you use multiple sports books, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is ki- key to any successful sports betting. So whoever's watching this, man, you want to take advantage of these benefits? Well, go right ahead. Consider signing up for your next sports book. That is signupexpert.com slash ruthless. Again, signupexpert.com slash ruthless. So with all of that being said, of course, links will be down the below if you guys are interested in signing up for a sports booking yes, account. Again, we got the NFL playoffs. I made some bets uh, earlier Baseball's on around the corner, man. I'm, baseball I'm waiting for baseball. Baseball's my jam. Baseball yep. <laughs> season is around the corner, man. Hey, as a baseball yeah. coach, I'm a little bit biased, but hey, uh, we got baseball <laughs> coming up. Basketball season is now in fray, too. Yep. Uh, I'm sure March Madness shoot is also around the corner as well. Yeah, yeah. Making brackets and all that March stuff. So, Madness. hey, man, never been a better time to sign up for a sportsbook account. So if you're into fantasy sports, if you're into sports betting, definitely click that link below to sign up for your sports first sportsbooking account today. So with all that being said... Let us get into Friday Night SmackDown uh, just last night. So, of course, like you guys know, we won't go over this entire episode of SmackDown, but we will start off uh, before we get into the first topic. And I had to mention this, Brian, um, in in regard to this. And this kind of ties into what we went into the cold open. Um, And I do want to start off with just much prayers to um, Austin Theory as well as uh, Carmelo Hayes as they yes, both took a really nasty bump, a really nasty fall um, in their singles matchup uh, just last night. And if you guys haven't seen it, I'm sure you've seen the picture of it, but if you haven't seen the matchup, uh, Austin Theory was going for, it looked like it was a Spanish fly. And just right away, you can tell that Austin Theory was just, he was just out of it. You knew right away, like, this is not going to end well once he jumped onto that top rope. Mm-hmm. And he lands guys, like, right on his neck. And immediately, the ref went in and checked on both men. And and we've seen it before, too, Brian. That's also the most unfortunate situation to where matches have gotten called off because of these situations. And that's what happened last night. You know, at first it's like you think like, oh, it's like maybe this is a a work <laughs> to further right, some right. type of shtick to make to make Austin Theory and Carmelo Hayes look good. But guys, if you go back and watch it, there was nothing of there was nothing in regards to a work about that man. I mean, yeah. Austin Theory legit landed on his neck. And whenever Vince McMahon's done in the past before, and I'm sure Triple H did it last night, um, you know, when something feels like uh some or certain talent can't continue they will call that match off. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what they did last night. But look, man, and, and I don't know how you feel about this, Brian, but I definitely want to go into a little bit of depth with this before we get into our topics here. You know, 
we, we talked about people like The Rock, right? And how larger than life they are. And how nowadays it's just like, you know, people also, they, they give people like Ultimate Warrior such a hard time because he wasn't a great wrestler, right? John Cena talked about the five moves of doom. But guys, five like here's the, doom. the five I've never heard that doom. before. Have you never heard of that? That's a thing. No, you know, yeah, that's know, good. That's good. Yeah, for people never heard of that. That is actually a thing. I've <laughs> I've, I've came across that one time, and hey, I, it just it freaking stuck to me. I thought it was yeah. funny. But anyway, you know, nowadays with wrestlers, man, it's just like there's nobody that stands out, and if there is, it the 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 number right is very 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 small. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these wrestlers, man, and we see it every match, Brian, we we even talked about it for how many chops were delivered in a matchup. However, many times a suicide dive was performed in a matchup. However, many times a suplex was, a, was, was, a, was applied in a matchup. How many times a suplex off a top rope has been, uh, has been applied into a matchup. And, and that's the thing about it, man, is that these wrestlers, in order to wow the crowd, in, in order mm-hmm. to get that that shock factor, if you ever want to call it, these wrestlers have to continue to move the envelope, right? In regards to just the wrestling, because outside of that, Brian, they don't have anything else. They just don't. And for everybody listening that wants to be a professional wrestler, and I honestly mean this from the bottom of my heart. Yes, obviously work on your wrestling skills. Yes, obviously stuff like this has a place, but it should be saved for special occasions for when the storyline and when your character calls for you to do that maneuver. But nowadays, Brian, we see it every match with every wrestler, every single freaking week. And nowadays it's, you know, wrestlers are trying to move that envelope to where they're always trying to outdo themselves Mm -hmm. because outside of those maneuvers, Brian, they don't have anything else to, to the point where these guys are going to get seriously fucking hurt. Right. And I get it, guys like Carmelo, like they're professionals. They've done this before. Guys, I get it. But there comes a time to where these maneuvers don't call for that certain moment. You're doing Mm -hmm. a Spanish fly off the top rope in the middle of a smackdown on a Friday night between Carmelo Hayes and Austin Theory. Guys, what the fuck are we doing? Like nobody, guys, I'm telling you this right now. The only thing people are going to remember this from this match. Oh, this was the match that Austin Theory almost broke his neck, right? That's it. And that's what's sad about it, Brian. I'm sure that there's been a lot of matches over the last five years that have done tremendous movesets, that have done tremendous spots. But guess what? I bet you 90% of them, we don't even fucking remember. Because, Mm -hmm. guys, movesets are a dime a dozen. But what's not a dime a dozen is character development, how you stand out. Do you have that it factor? Because then you don't have to rely on a Spanish fly, a, 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 a phantom driver off the top row, all of these maneuvers, right? And it's just like, it's like a carbon copy of one another. It's like a conveyor belt. These wrestlers nowadays, they're like on a conveyor belt on a Amazon distribution center, right? We have another five foot something wrestler, 170 pounds soaking wet. Great. It's like everybody's the same exact style of wrestling nowadays Mm -hmm. and nobody stands out. There's no guys like ultimate Warrior. There's no guys like the rock. There's no guys like Shawn Michaels, triple H Roddy, Roddy Piper, all of these people, man. And they have to rely on almost killing themselves weekly. And I understand there's times to where it's, it, it has a place, 
right? And you do those maneuvers for a big matchup at a big pay-per-view or shoot in the main event of a Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. I'm fine with that too. But to rely on it every single week, you got it. Wrestlers have to ask themselves, is it truly worth it? Is it truly worth it? Because guys, you know this, people who watch this know this business better than the both of us. If you're not on your A game, if you and your partner are not on the same exact, you know, just, just are on the same chemistry level, shit could hit the fan really quickly. Yeah. And people can get seriously fucking hurt doing this, guys. So ask yourself, yes, you may like this certain wrestler. You may like their athleticism, but is it worth it? Is it worth it going through the trouble? And ask yourselves this, if you really have to continue to rely on doing this, doing these maneuvers and always putting your body on the line, then, and, and we respect those people, don't get me wrong, but if you have to continue to rely on that as a crutch, honestly, Brian, people are going to have to really, you know, just rethink their career as yeah. a whole. Honestly, yeah. have to develop a character. You have to find that inner self, that personality. There's no personality with these wrestlers, man. People like a Carmelo Hayes, and this is no shade to these people. A Carmelo Hayes, a, a freaking a, a freaking Austin Theory. I'm sorry, I'm going to throw him in there, right? Mm -hmm. A, a freaking mm -hmm. what else? A Commander, a Dragon Lee, a Ricochet. All of these people that we may respect, but all they rely on, Brian, is the maneuvers because they don't have anything else that they can bring to the table. And that's my problem is that in, the more we move the envelope, the more we have to continue these maneuvers, somebody's going to get seriously hurt. Now, if it calls for it, great. If it's in the, if, if it's in the moment, if it's in the limelight and it calls for the maneuver, freaking do it. But if not, then don't fucking do it, man, because nobody's going to fucking remember. But what they are going to remember is your character, your personality, mm -hmm. the amplification that you bring to shows as well as in a storyline. And that's it. So I know I went a long time, Brian, but I had to get that off my chest. But your thoughts, man, in regards to all that, as well as the I know you didn't see the matchup, but just your thoughts with this whole Carmelo Hayes and Austin Theory situation. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I just again, it, I hope, uh, you know, both of them wish them the best. Hopefully they you know, no no serious injuries happen to either one of them. And absolutely. You know, they'll be all good. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I got to actually even put a lot of the the blame, you know, kind of for you know, just where we're at and wrestling with all this, you know, the flips and the dives on the audience itself, the fans, us, that, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's yeah, it's the, the short attention spans, the insatiable appetite for whatever it is, violence, destruction, the car wreck effect, or, you know, whatever it is. I You know, I don't know. Um, human nature <laughs> to some degree. Um, but, man, I, I go back to and think of a guy like Bret Hart, right, who at the time coming up, I mean, I was I was probably slightly more of a Sean guy, but I respected the hell out of Brett. And and as I've gotten mm -hmm. older, I've probably actually become more of a Brett guy, because you know if you go back in the day, like you know, especially compared to a Sean Michaels, right? Brett's kind of boring to some degree, right? You show me a bad match Bret Hart ever had with anybody, like. The dude could, you know, pull off some like high flying stuff. He could do the technical mat stuff. He could do the power stuff. 
Right. You know, all of it. And with, with somebody like Bret Hart with protecting himself and his opponent with, with the utmost, um, uh, you know, care, you know, um, and, and his matches and, and his stories and, and his feuds, they were fucking great. All time greats that can still be done in wrestling. Like, but yeah, we, we've right. gotten so far away from, I, I don't know. People don't care about the story as much or can't tell the story. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Combination of that. Um, and just, yeah, the development of moves, which, yeah, they all look great and it's impressive. Um, but most of them don't add shit to the story. It just, no. it's just an impressive fucking move. Um, you know, and, and I, I, yeah, I, I don't want to shit on them either. Like that's, that's great. That's their thing. And that's what they do. And they're, they're fucking fantastic at it, but at what cost, you know? So it, it just, I don't know. And, and all of them ask them that of themselves, you know, men, women up and down, you know, and, and shit. I mean, that's been as, uh, you know, as long as wrestling has been a thing, it's a dangerous cutthroat business. You're going to have broken bones, injuries, career threatening injuries, torn muscles, you know, all, you know, all that stuff. So it's it just part yeah. of it. Um, I, I, I just wish there was more, more focus on the characters and the story and putting on a good match within those confines, with those elements, with those ingredients, rather than just trying to get to spot A to spot B to spot C and hope you don't break your neck in the meantime. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, no, and and, and you bring up a good point. Like the fans, man, the more the fans. Because nowadays, Brian, the the ways to to get a pop from the crowd is just to do a bunch of maneuvers and you know what you're going to get? This is awesome. This is awesome. That's what that's what you're gonna get. You hear it every week. We heard it in the bro. We heard it at Collision at least about a several amount of times at Collision. Mm-hmm. It's just you know. And we, I, it, I think there's also there's an effect that probably happened, and this is back in my generation, man. Like when when Taker threw Foley off the cage, you know the oh man the 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 danger level has just increased incrementally over time. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and there's certain people within the, in the business fully God love them. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't know how the man still walks today, but you know, there's guys that, you know, to some degree or another can, can pull it off. Right. Can, can, can do things like that and, and put their body and not, not sustain the injuries that maybe most or normal people would, but now there's too many people trying to do too much of that shit. And all Mm -hmm. y'all ain't McFoley and, and not even McFoley and like a a crate, you know, cause obviously McFoley looked like a fucking potato. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, it's, it's dangerous. I, I know the guys and the girls take care of themselves and their opponent the best they can, but some of this stuff is just really unnecessary, man. It just really is. 
Yeah. And, and, but the difference is though, man, with Mick Foley, I mean, Mick Foley, of course was, I mean, he's a hardcore legend for a reason, right? right. I mean, he did everything beyond in regards to just sports entertainment, but with Mick Foley, man, like you mentioned, like getting tossed off hell in a cell from the undertaker, but like those moments, it's those, you know, risks that call for it, man, because Mick and that, Foley right, knows. that fit in that story. Like if you go back and watch the boiler room right. and this, yes. Right. When you think of Mick Foley and you think of the undertaker and that whole spiel, you're going to think the first thing that pops in your head, getting tossed off the, uh, off the hell in the cell, because it was, it was meant for that spot. That's right. the difference, man. Everybody yeah. just do- puts their bodies on the line in the middle of a raw or middle of a SmackDown that nobody's going to remember. Mm-hmm. So is it worth it, man? That's that's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to come off this. I don't want to come off as like telling these wrestlers what to do, right? Because again, right. they're professionals. They know their body. But just just reconsider doing a maneuver when it's called upon to do it. Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon puts his body on the line, but it's moments what Shane calls for that moment to do it for moments at like WrestleMania or at the Royal Rumble or whatever it is. They know that when they do this maneuver, like this, this needs to happen. Like with the story being told of how it's being developed, this calls for this maneuver to happen. They know that. And, and, and except that, that Kurt Angle match, <laughs> with that exception, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, fair, fair enough, fair enough. But 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 obviously everybody everybody knows where I'm right, coming right. from. Right, right. It's Absolutely. just like we gotta reconsider of when we do these spots and make them feel special, right? Mm-hmm. We so we see so many times a suplex, a suicide dive, a 450 splash, a Phantom Driver. All of these moves, right? I mean, Brian, you said it yourself from Collision when we went to Collision, right? You talked about Shinsuke Nakamura. The only maneuver that really stands out is when Shinsuke does that sliding suplex because it's original. It's, it stands out. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no other maneuver that stands out anymore because everybody does it. Yep. It's just, yep. oh, my God, man. It's just somebody's just going to get themselves killed, man, and I don't want to see that. Listen, if you're going to risk your body, do it when the maneuver calls upon you to do it right there's there's times the to entertain the crowd in the moment there's times to entertain the crowd to put on a good show and then there's times to just save it man because it's not worth it because fans are not going to remember you doing a hurricanrana 450 splash in the middle of a smackdown on a in the middle in the month of january nobody's gonna yeah. fucking remember it ever and and that's my and that's just my problem man you know i want to see these guys have long Full, just healthy, full, full through careers, man. I want to see these guys healthy and I want to see them have long, successful careers, you know, and just, but much love to Carmelo, uh, much love to Austin theory. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll get posted in regards to, you know, what their conditions are and yeah. we'll keep you guys posted of course, but much love to them and hopefully they're okay and everybody's healthy and every, and all that stuff. So I know we I know we went a little bit off topic in regards to that, but I, I had I feel like I just that just had to be brought up. So and, and thank thank you to everybody for bearing with us uh, for that. But let's now finally dive into SmackDown itself, or at least the topics uh, that we wanted to discuss for this episode. Uh, the first topic uh, that we have involves the ladies. That is Bianca Belair and Bailey, as they were in a one-on-one matchup. If this pairing, if this match sounds familiar, uh, it should because we've seen these ladies in the ring quite a bit a few times over the last year or so 
Um, and it's at the point to where Brian, so where, yeah, they have great chemistry. Yes, they can put on good matches. But at this point, we know the maneuvers that they're going to do because we've seen these two women in the, in a match so many times. Now, mm-hmm. I will say there was a spot in the match where Bianca had her braid. She tied it up on the ring ropes. Yeah. She sidestepped Bailey and she tripped Bailey and she went face first into the uh, into the turnbuckle. That I thought was pretty cool. That was a cool little spot there. Uh, rest of damage control was at ringside. And, you know, there was a point in the match to where Bailey was faking a knee injury and the ref was distracted. And that usually calls upon the heels standing at ringside to give a little beat down to Bianca Belair. But they never did. They just stood there like just freaking zombies. And they were like, freaking what? What's going on? So and Bailey's like, what what the heck are y'all doing? And so that threw her off her game. And then, of course, uh, Bianca took advantage. She I believe she hit a spear, if I'm not mistaken. And then, of course, she wins the match via KOD. Damage control doesn't budge. They just sit there at ringside, and Bianca defeats Bailey uh, in the center of the ring. So, obviously, this is furthering along, I guess, uh, just or drawing out this split with Bailey and damage control. Um, and we've talked about it too, Brian, about, you know, potentially maybe Bailey could win the Royal Rumble match. She could punch her ticket to face EO Sky. Uh, at WrestleMania for the women's championship is at, at some point, like it's coming like a Bailey face turn or mm-hmm. just damage control turning on Bailey is evident. Right. And, but now man, it's just, I don't know. Like I get it. They're drawing it out. I understand what they're doing, but man, it's just like now it just, I feel like we just could be doing more. It's like, we're getting the bare minimum in regards to like, Oh, like the teases, like the teases. Oh, like, you know, Freaking Bailey is gonna be is, is gonna get her ass whooped by damage control at some point. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we could be doing more, and I feel like we're just been given the bare minimum each week in regards to that, right? So I don't know. It's no harm, no foul. Um, I'm fine with it. I just feel like we can just get a little bit more creative and just start to get the ball rolling a little bit more. Um, in regards to this turn. I mean, we talked about it too, Brian, that you know, a good way that you can kind of prolong damage control being a dominant faction as well as prolonging the the shtick with bailey is do the it should have done the fucking turn at war games sign her off tv and have her come back at the royal rumble and have her maybe win the freaking royal rumble and that could kickstart her and eo sky but they want to do this uh they want to do this slow burn shtick mm-hmm. which i'm fine with to a degree but i just don't want it to get to a point to where because i don't even know if wwe knows how to really draw this out the way it needs to be drawn out, if that makes sense. So, but we'll see. Uh, we shall see. Um, with Bianca, man, I just hope that she gets away from damage control once this is all said and done. She just needs to be in something new. Um, her in damage control has just gotten so stale, and it's just, it's just, it's, it's just not fun anymore. It's not original, mm-hmm. and it's hurting Bianca Belair in the process. So, hopefully, there's something for Belair. And hopefully we really start to get the ball ball rolling with Bailey and damage controls. Well, there was in a backstage segment, uh, you know, Dakota Kai was, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No, you're, you're going to win the rumble. We're all going to hold on to gold. It's all going to be fine. You know, Bailey's like a, a little freaking help would have been nice there. Dakota freaking, you know, Bailey, I'm sure was like, my friends are assholes right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So we'll see. But Brian, go ahead, man. The floor is yours with uh, Bianca Belair and uh, Bailey, as well as this whole damage control shtick going on. 
I don't know what to say about Bianca. I just don't know where she's going after this. So I'll I'll just stick to Bailey. Um, but yeah, this whole storyline with with um, damage control and Bailey, like if there's if there's one story storyline going on within the WWE that I think is going to be like really advanced or really have some turn here at at the Rumble, I think it's this one. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I, I think something has to happen at the Rumble, you know, between them. Right. Um, is is somebody else has got to be in the r- Rumble from Damage Control? It's not just Bailey, right? I mean, is Asuka in there? Or oh, I'm sure Asuka will be there. Kyrie Zane will probably Ky- right. be in there. Um, like, I mean, obviously I don't know EO, if... obviously EO is not going to be in there because right, she's the right. champion. Yeah, but yeah, Dakota, I, think yeah, I guess, is still not Dakota's cleared. still pretty much right. injured, she's not cleared. So, I think it's just going to be Kyrie and Asuka. Honestly, I think that those gotcha. are only the two names in regards to that. So I don't know. Maybe they prolong this to where Bailey doesn't win the Rumble and you can sign her off. Maybe the turn happens at the Royal Rumble. Maybe the turn happens the Monday Night Raw or SmackDown after the Rumble. I don't know. But yeah. at, at the same time, though, Brian, it's just like now we're it's starting to, draw, to really drawn out. And I just don't want it to get just... What's the word I'm looking for? Just, you know, stale. there's no steam stale. Yeah. Right. And there's no more real steam behind this because we keep dragging this along. So, but who knows, man, but Brian yeah. continue. No, that I, I kind of feel the same way. That's why, I mean, I think something, you know, rumbles two weeks away. Something's got to happen here at rumble. I mean, they, you know, does somebody in, in uh damage control eliminate Bailey? I mean, that's a route you could go. Mm-hmm. Um, or Bailey eliminating one of them, or, or however it goes down. Um, but yeah, yeah, something something has to Something's change. Something's got to happen. Yeah, yeah. You would yeah. think it's you would think it's going to be at the Rumble to where maybe right. Bailey, Dakota, or excuse me, uh, Kyrie and Oscar they all team up, and then there's like a point of the match to where like Bailey has a choice to make: does she turn on right Damage Control, or does she eliminate one of her members and turns on them, or not? Or does yeah. damage control just strike first and they just get rid of Bailey and they attack Bailey? Who who knows? Um, so yeah, man. So there's still a lot of good that could come out of it. Um, I, again, I just don't want it to get to the point to where when that turn happens, is it really that much more special than you could have done it, let's say, several weeks ago? So right. that that'll be that'll be the question in regards to that. But but yeah, but with Bianca, and we'll close this out. Um, who the hell knows what Bianca does. I gave a whole little video in regards to with Bianca and, you know, eventually I would love to see her turn heel at some point. I know they're not going to do that right now because she's your only top baby face star of the company, especially now with Charlotte Flair out of the picture um, for quite some time with her injury. But eventually, man, like at, at this point, and and who knows what Bianca Belair does. I mean, is she going to be inserted into a title match just to prolong EO Sky's title reign once again. You know, do they do that at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? You know, are are they just gonna prolong Bailey or excuse me, Bianca and, and EO Sky for a championship match? Because Bianca needs to get out of this title picture, right? She needs yeah. to get out of it. She needs something new, she needs something fresh, get her away from damage control, get her away from Bailey, and, and just and really start to have people not just enjoy her work, but get captivated by what she's involved in. Just mm-hmm. throwing her with damage control every single week is not, it's not helping her. Right. But we'll, we'll, we shall see and what her plans are uh, going into the Royal Rumble as well as WrestleMania. And we'll talk more about that uh, moving forward. But 
Let's get into our next topic here. Our next topic is Karrion Cross and his new stable that is known as the Final Testaments. It's not a bad name, actually. No, you know, at no. first I was like, oh, Final Testament, but the more I thought about it, I'm like, okay, that's actually not a bad name, Brian. Um, you know, so obviously, and we spoke about it a lot last week, and we'll try to keep this short. Um, you know, Lashley and the Street Profits, uh, they were out there freaking rolling up their sleeves. Right, they were ready for a fight. They taken off their suits. They they call out AOP and they call out Karen Cross, which I love, which I really really like the realism of that. Like, don't come out there with your fucking suits, kissing babies, mm-hmm. high fiving kids, like you're this. No, like go out there, be get pissed, get rid of that freaking smile that's been across your face, and, and and go and look for a fight. So I I love that. If you're gonna have them baby faces, man. Do that. Make them right. a bad. Make them look badass. Make them look serious. Don't make them just wear their suits, high five and kissing. But no, no, no. Stop. Don't please don't do that. So I love that they they're rolling up their sleeves. They're ready for a fight. They're looking at all angles to see if Cross and AOP jumps them again. And Paul Ellering comes out. So Lashley like calls them out. Paul Ellering comes out and he points to the Titan Tron. It's just a beautiful, creepy vignette shtick. Yeah, it was good. Cross, Scarlet. Yep. And, and AOP delivering a message. Um, again, man, it just reminds me so much of just of Bray, like Bray and delivering those message. And I've always been a big carrying cross supporter. So me personally, I freaking loved it, man. Um, it was just, you know, a really just, again, just these vignettes and that sort of supernatural. And I know Bray Wyatt supernatural versus carrying cross is supernatural. It's kind of do different things, right, but still right. it like that type of character is just needed in pro wrestling. And to have that in carrying cross and this stable to where, yeah, it's, it's not like, like I said, a Bray Wyatt type of like a fiend type of shtick, but it's still that smoke and mirrors where you're on edge. Like, what are they mm-hmm. going to do next? Like what type of mind games are they going to play next? You just need that in wrestling, man. And we haven't had that for quite some time since Bray Wyatt has passed recently, just a couple months ago. Uh, but I, I, as you guys know, man, Cross is amazing. Scarlet being by his side just adds an awesome layer to carry and Cross. And now you add Paul Ellering and AOP, man. Like, again, man, just WWE, don't fuck this up. You have such a good thing here, man. Keep progressing this. Keep making them feel dominant. I like the name. That's a step there. But keep this going, man. If you're mm-hmm. going to do, listen, because I can also bitch and moan, Brian, about Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits and what are they? And I spoke about right. that last week, as you did as well. But hey, man, if you're going to have Bobby Lashley go out there, put on the serious face, roll up the sleeves and make this more of like a, a realistic type of situation, then I'm all for that. So mm-hmm. so this is what we're getting, man. And if you if you put out stuff like that, then I can roll with it. So. Brian, man, your thoughts. Talk to me. Cross, AOP, the final testament. What do you think? Yeah, I like it, man. I, I like the name. I, I thought the vignette was was great. Um, <laughs> it's just much like you. It's just the, I mean, not only, you know, not only have we seen, you know, WWE do this countless other times with, with other people, we've seen them do it very recently with Cross himself. Right. So, yeah. That's that's my hesitation to it, but I mean, you you bring Paul Ellering in, AOP's back. Um, I mean, it's it's obviously they're they're you know they're giving them a shot here to some degree, and yeah, you know, so far, I mean, I I, I think it's they're off to a good start. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I, I just hope it can continue, man. I, I mean, yeah. you know, I just my fear is that both of these uh, factions, if you want to call them, will just be relegated to the mid card scene somewhere, right? And and you know, four to six months from now, it's not even going to be a thing. Um, mm-hmm. I hope yeah. not because yeah, I see a lot of potential in this man. Like I really, really do. Seriously. Uh, yeah. So, so far I like it, man. I, I really do. And, um, I, you know, I, I look for like AOP has got to be, I mean, they got to be, you know, being one of the top tag teams or up, up in there, you know, in the oh, coming sure. months or up to mania cross. I mean, you, you couldn't put him in the title picture right now. And, and I wouldn't even say like, just leave the IC and the U S title, just have him in something like I, I don't even think it's the street profits here. Like I, I'm I'm still kind of skeptical at this like pairing. I don't know how that's gonna work because the mystical dark magic or whatever and the street profits, I just I, I don't know. Yeah. Um yeah. But I, I don't know. So I I'll, I'll see what happens. It, a lot'll be it'll say a lot what happens after this feud, right? Where oh, where for, each yeah. of them go. That's going to say that's going to speak volumes. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. It's it's going to be it's definitely going to speak volumes to where not just where Cross and AOP go, but Lashley and the street exactly. Profit, right, right, right. So yeah. it's it's going to see wh- who Triple H has just the ball for right now because we mm. thought it was Lashley and the Street Profits, right? And now you bring in Cross and AOP. It seems like Triple H is now focused his attention more on Cross and AOP. And somebody's going to get pushed to the wayside here. And it's probably going to be Lashley and the Street Profits. So I don't know, man. And and then, of course, I mean, even long term for Cross and AOP, it's not just because they may be or most likely will come out as victorious in this whole feud. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not a guarantee that long term they're going to be booked properly in Triple H because Triple H so far in Cross's main roster or WWE main roster debut ever since he was in NXT. He never really knew how to book this dude with him as well as Scarlett. So right. who knows, man? It's sitting in their lap, man. We know that Cross and AOP, Scarlett and Paul Ellering are all going to do their freaking thing. Yeah. But it's up for Triple H and creative to put them in the right stage with the right people and keep their momentum going, right? Mm-hmm. Don't just settle. And listen, as much as I love the vignettes, Brian, and I love them, don't just rely on the vignettes. Right, do some shit right. backstage. Get more creative because that's the fear that I have. They're just going to do these vignettes every single week and there's going to be, it's just like, okay, now you're just doing the same thing. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to just have just do the same thing. Get more creative. Create chaos backstage. Let the rest of the locker room know that you're not to be fucking messed with here. You're the final testament. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've right. arrived, you're here. You know, do some shit with Ellering. Maybe play some mind games and use Scarlet and Paul Ellering as mind games. Yeah. With some other talent. Like, and, and this is just off the top of my head, Brian. Just like, and, and if I can get a creative team going, I'll, dude, forget it. So, and that that's just where I hope for, man. And Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, man, I... I, I don't I don't know. Um, at least for now, for what that segment was is fine. But long term, man, I just I don't know what we're doing with them. And mm-hmm. it's unfortunate they just have no just no true identity at all. Um, yeah. And it's just it sucks really to say. Uh, but we shall soon find out, man.
time will tell. So, but let's move on to our final topic of this episode. And of course, you guys know we got to finish it off with the bloodline as well as uh, Roman, or excuse me, uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, as well as LA Knight. Yeah. So to start the night off, um, you know, you had all the bloodline. They attacked some people at the rampway. I believe I saw it was like Cameron Grimes and some other people. Yeah, it was sure. Grimes. Yeah. I was going to say Cameron Grimes. All right, take a couple, take a 60 <laughs> second freaking beating and just go back to catering. Yeah. That's a different story for a different day. Um, so the bloodlines all in the ring. Nick Aldis is not happy at all. Um, and listen, he sets up a six man tag match for later on the night against uh, LA Knight, Styles, and Orton. Um, and Paul Heyman, again, is just freaking great. The connection already that him and Nick Aldis have is yeah. awesome. And Paul mm-hmm. Heyman's like, you damn well know that Roman Reigns is not here in Nebraska of all freaking places. <laughs> um, and Nick Aldis, and this is what's great about Nick Aldis and this general manager state. He's like, you know what? Fine. Either you guys go find a partner, right? Or this is going to be a three-on-two handicap match. So good luck. Honestly, man, Brian, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll, I'll get right straight into it, you know, this whole mystery partner shtick, I feel like we do that a lot now. Maybe not like a whole lot, but we see it quite often now. I would have done as this. Instead of being like finding a mystery partner, I would have been like, hey, either you guys either, okay, if either you guys find a partner or, 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 well, this, or I'll even do this. Either it's going to be a three on two handicap match. And if Roman Reigns is not here, then how about you, Paul Heyman, be the third member and fight? Styles, Orton, and LA Knight. Dude, can you imagine that, bro? Like, right. at least the subconsciously thinking, like, Paul Heyman is going to get into the ring. Like, dude, that would have been freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Have maybe, like, Paul Heyman wear, like, some freaking windbreaker and some tights and shit. Dude, that would have been freaking awesome. Oh, they did that. I mean, you ever see, I mean, Bobby Heenan. I mean, right. They, and you would have done some. Yeah, Bobby Heenan, right? I was just going to mention Bobby Heenan, bro. Like, you could have done some funny shticks where, like, Paul Heyman's trying to get prepared for this matchup and make it... Like, Jimmy Uso's already doing a funny comedic shtick already. You could have done some funny shit with him and just make that... Like, that's more... Honestly, Brian, that would have been more entertaining than just doing another, like, oh, who's this mystery partner going to be? And I get it. It adds a little bit suspense, but I'm just... I think Paul Heyman, the subconsciously thinking that Paul Heyman's going to actually wrestle in the match, maybe take a bump or two. It just sounds fun. I I, I just, sure. that that's something that's a little Avenue. I would have gone through there, but they went with the whole mystery partner angle. Um, and of course, you know, freaking Paul Heyman, he's going to Carlito pretty deadly, you know, freaking Bobby Lashley in the street profits. He's going to everybody backstage and getting nothing and <laughs> no freaking, no, no agreement whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being a three on two handicap match. Orton came out middle of the match um and of course wins via the rko i believe it was jimmy uso that got pinned uh solo attacks from behind and then they end up doing a shield triple power bomb to solo onto the outside i thought that that was actually a cool little touch man i mean the shield is an interesting discussion you know you can say like oh rollins was the leader some people say mox was the leader to a degree but people, but it was Roman Reigns. It was that Roman. You, Roman yeah. was, if, if not the leader, Brian, he was like obviously the main focal point of that faction right. because he was just the guy. We all know that even from the shield days. And it was, and, and of course the maneuver itself, like he was the centerpiece of the triple power bomb. So it ties into everything with that. It makes sense. The only thing I don't like Brian is can they coexist? 
that good old freaking spiel that we do right. that I could have done without man. Honestly, it's just, we see so much of that. You got styles and LA Knight arguing, bickering with each other. It's like, these guys are going to fight for a title. These dudes turned on each other a couple weeks ago. And now I got to see them coexist. I'm like, ah, oh, come on now, man. So again, it's still no harm, no foul. And honestly, Brian, again, this show overall, and I'll send this off to you. Kind of similar to Monday Night Raw. I feel like Triple H and WWE just had just was just had everything on cruise control again. Again, nothing bad per se, but stuff that could have just been more entertaining. It just we could have just gotten more, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. You know, again, we're we're in the driver's seat to Royal Rumble. We're getting into WrestleMania in just a couple months. Like, I would love for WWE to really start picking things up starting now. But right. I feel like just this week, and we'll see how the, these next weeks, these next few weeks progresses going into Royal Rumble. <clears throat> I just feel like just WWE is just this, at least for this week, they've just been on cruise control. So where nothing bad's happened, but nothing really, what's the word I'm looking for? Like just outstanding happened, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, the, the triple power bomb was a nice touch there. Um, and again, it's no harm, no foul to a degree. So um, you got Roman and you got this fatal four way. I never really like fatal four way circus schmoz matches, but for to this to this magnitude as well. And again, Nick Aldis is great. I love his visual. I just love just him as a authority figure. Like he's even with Roman Reigns, like he's not gonna bow down. He's not gonna bow mm-hmm. down to his tribal chief. No, he's the freaking authority figure. He's going to be that authority figure. So I love the touch. It adds a nice little feel to SmackDown. But outside of that, I mean. Again, no harm, no foul. I just, I was just expecting more, dare I say. Um, and that's it, man. So, Brian, give it to me, man. Your your final thoughts, uh, the bloodline, Orton, Styles, LA Knight. Take it away, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of feel like this match was, yeah, just kind of a one of those cruise control matches. I mean, I, you know, it, it was entertaining at parts, you know. Really, I mean, th- out of the whole thing, the main event and, and the beginning of the night, like yeah. you said, really, the thing that sticks out to me is Nick Aldis, man. It, it really, it's really dude, is. Yeah. Like, that's he's doing a phenomenal job. And, and you know, I think I had mentioned it last week. Like, I don't know if he's dealing with a little injury right now, or they just yeah. are going to ease him into, you know, they brought him in for this purpose. And then right. eventually he's going to get yeah. in the ring. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's, he's knocking it out of the park in this role, man. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that that's what really stuck out to me. So kudos, shout out to to Nick Aldis, man. And 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 the the match itself, I mean, you know, I, I don't know, not not a whole lot to say about it. I mean, right, yeah, it's it's of course, you know, the you know the other you know L.A. Knight, um, Orton, and Styles were laid out last week. You know, they lay out Bloodline minus Roman this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's just kind of one of those, you know, back and forth things. And, yeah, you know, so we got another week to until the rumble. Um, so are there going to be two more Smackdowns before the rumble or just one? Um, I believe, two, I guess I two, believe right? there's two. Yeah. Yes. I want to say there's two. I have to go back and look at that, but cause today is the 13th. Actually, actually, no, I think it's just one actually. Cause just it's the 27th is the rumble because the following week is the 19th so yeah i think it's just one more smackdown and then and then we have the rumble the following week there's going to be well two more smackdowns so we got one more week after this so it's two smackdowns um next week and then there's going to be a smackdown 
uh, the SmackDown before the Rumble. Okay. So there's technically two more SmackDowns uh, left to go, gotcha. pretty much. So um, it's going to be 50-50 booked. I mean, the you know, yeah. those three are going to come out on top one week, and then the Bloodline will the other week. Yeah. And, and dare I say, it'll probably end with that, that SmackDown before the Rumble. It's going to end with, I don't know, Orton hitting the RKO on Roman or something, you know, just... Yeah, just to give you that little bit of hope that Roman's gonna lose, you know. But, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's what I expect the next two weeks. You know, it'll just be a back and forth 50-50 thing. Um, you know, Orton's probably gonna or, or who one of those three guys are gonna are, are gonna kind of come out on top on on that uh, SmackDown before the Rumble. Yeah, just to give that that little like, oh shit, maybe. But yeah. <laughs> Is he gonna win the title? He's right, on top. Right. Maybe they do like the whole holding up the title spiel, even though yeah. we kind of know, like, oh, when when you hold up the title before a big title match, you're probably not gonna win the championship. We've seen that before in the past. So right. Uh, but we'll see. And of course, honestly, Brian, and I've said this so many times to end this man, you know, Roman Reigns just not being there definitely definitely hinders things a lot, you know, especially you know, trying to, you know, further along this fatal four-way match it definitely it definitely hinders things when roman is just not in the building you know that's the right. difference with smackdown being an above average show versus smackdown being eh, like a mid to an average show um so that's that's always kind of just it kind of it doesn't help the it just doesn't help the show when he's not there pretty yeah. much um, yeah. as well as logan paul i mean logan paul he said some words to Kevin Owens and they're going to have a KO show next week, I guess. So we'll, mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll talk more about that uh, next week or whatever. So, but yeah, man, I mean, listen, there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. It's just all about WWE executing at the end of the day. You know, there, there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. It's just all about executing, baby. It's all about execution. Mm -hmm. So but we shall see how this furthers on. Of course, again, with Punk, and the elimination chamber. What's what's the situation there? Is Punk gonna win the is he winning the rumble? Is he not because of the fact that he's part of Elimination Chamber? Does that say that he's not gonna win the Rumble? But we shall soon find out, man, when we talk about Monday Night Raw uh next week or this coming week. So, but thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode, guys. This was episode number four of season number four, man. We're kicking things into high gear with this new, uh, with this new season, man. You know, thank, hopefully you guys love this new setting, our new, uh, our new intro music. You know, we also yeah. been selecting some different outro music as well. Just, you know, having a nice little, nice little new visual, you know, always, you know, like I always say, man, always evolving the platform, you know, for you guys, man. And, uh, and again, man, there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Again, we got the Royal rumble round table coming up. Make sure you guys stay tuned for that. We got a bunch of special guests coming up, some old faces, some new faces. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that as well. Of course, our next episode, uh, we will be talking Monday Night Raw. Um, and if there's, of course, anything with AEW as well, of course, they got AEW Revolution coming up, um, you know, coming up soon, as well as, you know, if anything progresses with Adam Cole and the devil, you know, him being the devil and him prolonging this united or, excuse me, undisputed kingdom. Uh, faction, right. I should say, as well as Samoa Joe and Hook have a title match coming up. Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins have a title match coming up on Monday Night Raw. So mm -hmm. that whole spiel is going to be interesting. But uh, but still, man, you know, we're on the road to WrestleMania. There's a lot of juicy stuff cooking. 
and your boys are going to be here to talk all about it, baby. So make sure you guys keep staying tuned for more episodes to come. Again, our next episode will be uh, this coming Thursday. We talk Monday Night Raw and a few other stuff, man. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Of course, subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Spread the word about that. As well as follow us on social media, man, on Instagram and TikTok. Of course, you see the, the link down below. That is ruthless underscore talk, as well as listen to us as we are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever get you you guys get your podcasts from. So as always, man, stay tuned for more wrestling chaos to come. Brian, final thoughts, my man, before we end this show. Take it away. Oh, man, just really looking forward to two weeks from now, man. Um, the Well, next week, really, with the, the roundtable, man, definitely looking forward to that. But then once we actually get to the Rumble, um, I'm expecting, you know, I, I think there's going to be a couple shocks and surprises, maybe a return or two. I, at least I'm, I'm hoping. I, I'm really expecting. I, I think something's got to <laughs> happen here. So, uh, but really looking forward to it, man. So, um, again, enjoy, uh, you know, any way you enjoy this, man, we thank you, whether you're listening to it, watching it on YouTube, um, our Instagram and TikTok, man, we appreciate it all. So thank you very much. And that is going to do it for today's episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And until next time, and there will be a next time, your boys are signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody. Peace. Personality, the cult of personality, the cult of personality.